Bloody Robert. What are you doing? I, was, I tried to get you on as well. You finally woke up, you dickhead. However, what if I told you that there never was a movie called Shazam and it never starred Sinbad? With what looks like a fedora on his head. Yes, a gangster ghost. Yes, I think the Patriots are in the hen house, aren't they? The foxes don't like that too much. The farmer is getting back into the White House. The farmer don't like foxes with a little, little hinge. I do not consider myself to be a conspiracy theorist. I consider myself to be a key researcher. Because a coup d'etat took place that day. That's a changing of our government. And it wasn't done at the ballot box, it was done with a bullet. All right, 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 all right. Ready to go? Hey, uh, folks, welcome to the news episode for uh, the Hypothopods for this week. There is a lot of bloody news to get to, so let's get cracking. Robbo, item number one, someone saw a black cat in the Grampians. Uh, It's not unusual. Mm. Someone, that's it. There's lots of cats around. Yeah. Uh, big one. There's a cat that lives right. near my house that we call Mr. Jingle Jangles. Yeah, you've mentioned Mr. Jingle Jangles. Uh, we saw him the other day right up the end of the street. And then yesterday I saw him outside my house when I was leaving for work. And his collar was gone. He wasn't jingle jangling. Oh, you it's, told this story before. Is this the second time this, this is happened? This is the second time he's gotten his collar off. Robbo was calling you out then for fucking repeating stories. That was He was calling you out as bullshitting just then. Yeah. What? No, I, see, I seen him the other day, right? Yeah. He came up to me missus. And he stood up on his hind legs and he was like pouring at her to come give him a scritch. You know, he's going to whisper, leave Cam, leave him for me. But we could see when he did that, that his collar was quite frayed. So he's been uh, working on it. He's working on his escape plan. I never pictured Mr. Jingle Jangles as a black cat. Uh, he's sort of, he's tawny, I guess. He's tawny t- is brown. Mm. He's a black and tawny cat. Uh, this black cat in the Grampians? Yeah, someone saw one. Okay, yeah. great. Big giant cat. Good bit of news. Hey, you know oh, what? That's the, that's the kind of thing we talk about on the show. You know that Janet Jackson song, Black Cam, Cat? Yeah. Fucking banger. I don't know what I have to oh, do. It's, it's pretty it's good. Cam, banger. Cam tells a story about it's some... Ba- no, have you heard about this banger by Janet Jackson? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it Fuck, for sure. It's a banger. Cam tells us dumbass story about some cat that, I don't know, walked past his house once. It's And then I bring up relevant news to their show. And you're like, oh, this is not relevant. It's not... Dumbass news. Your cat isn't even. It's black. not my cat. It's Mr. Not Jingle Jangles. And there's another cat who's Ginger, who's Mr. Grumpy Cat, and he's ve- he's. Why are we talking about cats in your neighbourhood? He's much less friendly. What's next? Uh, QAnon and Patton Oswalt had a falling out. Yeah. So Patton Oswalt, who has been the target of, uh, 4chan. I don't know if it was Pizzagate or whatever related. It was when his wife died, and then he started a new relationship, and people started like. He was harassed a lot on, on social media about it. QAnon put up a picture of a fake a fake tweet of Patton Oswalt at uh, with a, like a kid in the background, and he's saying, "Here I am at." Um, when, he says, "Went on a hunt and caught I caught this tasty morsel, booyah at Comet Ping Pong." Yeah, uh, completely faked. And then QAnon picked it up and said, "Oh, the." Hiding in plain sight or some garbage like that. It's just some photo he's posted with his kid, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, is this the real? Oh, so th- there's the real tweet. 
Uh, I, I would have believed it if he had posted that there was a comment ping pong as a yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but people on 4chan got grumpy about it because uh, QAnon posted it, right? The actual Q account? Yeah, yeah. People like, this is f- this is fake. You're going to make QAnon look like we make stuff up. This is not something that this movement can afford to have happen, QAnon. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but he replied something about like, think context. Uh, you are on the right track. Example, video clippery paid to shillery K brothers. Is that the Krasenstein brothers that um, we talked about? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Think context. Think bigger picture. Think connections. Define map. The truth can always be found. Q. So he got caught lying and here we are. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of social media platform news. Mm. Uh, there was a big article about Facebook and uh, content moderation. Mm. Is that Who put that out? The Verge, I think. The Verge. Uh, that is a really interesting read. It's about their US content moderators. So they do have content moderators all around the world. Mm. I know they have a, quite a few in the Philippines. Mm. Uh, and it's a tough gig, especially because they're often called on to make sort of... Well, they're looking at the worst of the worst. They Any, are looking at the worst Anything of the that worst. gets posted to Facebook that gets flagged, which includes murder and child porn and yeah. uh, all sorts of shit. They, and they always cop it when they get things wrong. When someone like posts a death threat and they're like, that's fine, that meets our community standards. You've got to remember they're making a judgment in like a second. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, saying that Facebook is very bad <laughs> for allowing that to be the case. Yeah, yeah. So they're basically treated like sweatshops where... I mean, it sounded like a call centre. Yeah. Uh, well, so they've got all of these sort of online cyber sweatshops in Southeast Asia mm. where they're making calls on things, but there's heaps of things that they you know, really the American context to understand. Yeah. So they do have a whole bunch of weird call centres in the United States. Mm. Um, so like, you know, you, all your time's really allocated. You have to log your minutes and there's not much, um, apparently there's not enough bathrooms and all that kind of stuff. But the interesting part of that, and not saying that's not interesting, it's, it's horrific, but the interesting part is they, a lot of them end up getting pilled on conspiracy stuff, mm-hmm. um, to the point where like they've, some of them have become flat earthers because <laughs> they're just sitting there looking at at all this, all this content, they're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe there's something to it. They sort of made it sound like the flat earth person wasn't doing any work, that they'd yeah. gone fully into just walking around talking, talking about, about flat earth. earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I found interesting was that uh, they get so many conflicting instructions because mm. when like some news story breaks, they're not sure how to respond and so someone will put out a memo saying, oh, block these ones mm. and then someone will put out another memo saying, oh, no, let these ones through. Or you can do, it's sort of the weird thing about, you know, you can have a nipple if it's this, but you can't have it if it's this. Mm. But they'd have weird conspiracy versions of that dilemma. But they also had, Facebook had their own tool for delivering this news, which was relied on the same sort of cooked algorithms that we have to put up with on Facebook, Mm. where everything's out of order. Yeah, yeah. So, and those, the videos need to be taken down versus not taken down. I think the distinction for a lot of those would be like if uh, someone on Facebook called like, you know, Jew hater 69 puts up a Las Vegas video and says, Oh, it's, you know, look at it. It's here's the, the people dying. Take that down. But if the BBC puts up the same video, leave that up. Mm. And so it's that kind of, where does that line between obviously Jew haters, not someone you want on there. BBC, someone you are. 
Someone who's a little bit ambiguous about their hating. Where do you leave that? They also had stuff like if someone posted, oh, I hate men. Mm. That was like an instant down. Right. Men are a protected class. But then there would be groups of people who aren't protected classes, but you could say whatever you liked about them Mm. because there's no rule against it. They did bring in a rule where if someone was like, I just broke up with my boyfriend, I hate men, they'd let that one through. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, Tommy Robinson also booted off Facebook this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, for just being uh, generally a hateful bloke. Mm-hmm. A few other sort of conservative figures booted off as well. Uh, Project Veritas also, you know, the dodgy, spivvy uh, f- video group. They go around and they take undercover footage of people yep. and then cut it up a lot yep. to prove points. Uh, they did an expose on the Facebook moderator, content moderators, which I think was to prove that... Uh, bias against conservatives Mm. one of the things that uh they had as proof of that was that there was a a little button you could click that would like um deactivate how promoted a video was and they're like they're using this on conservatives and what it actually was was facebook brought out like live video Mm. and they wanted the live video obviously to be higher up on your feed so that any video that was live was promoted and people worked that out. Mm. And so they started having their recorded videos and pushing them through the live video system. And so they worked out how to detect that. And so they've got a button mm. to hit when one of those is there that knocks it back down to where it should be. And so I guess the reason that uh, it seems there's a bias against conservatives is because they were the conmen who were trying to cheat the system yeah. the yeah. most. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the Donald Trump subreddit uh, gets in trouble for that a lot where they game the system actively to try and get their content to the highest and to troll everyone. Mm. And so then they get corrections added to that subreddit. It's like, okay, this subreddit, if anything happens there, this means X. Like, oh, they're, they're picking on us. It's like, no, you, you know what you're doing. There was also quite a bit of YouTube news this week. Mm. Uh, the f- we'll hit these three and then we'll move on to Twitter. Yep. Uh, there was another adpocalypse, mm. which is... Uh, the weird way that uh, a lot of YouTube people frame it when there's some massive social problem on YouTube that YouTube solves by turning off ads. Yep. Um, seems like maybe we should be worried about the problem, less about the ads, but anyway. Yep. I'm, I'm not relying on YouTube money, I suppose, so I can say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so someone discovered that there was a whole bunch of videos on YouTube of little kids uh, which is all just innocuous. It's like... Kids exist in the world. They do. There's not. A, we can't do anything about it for now. But, like, there'd be people filming kids doing ballet class, doing gymnastics, doing all this stuff. Home videos are... Like, there would be billions of hours of this shit on YouTube. Hmm. Uh, a bunch of pedos had <laughs> gone to some effort to find all of these videos and, like, timestamp any moment where the kid was in any sort of position that they enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so there were a bunch of, there's a whole bunch of videos on YouTube that have got all this timestamp stuff. Now, because of the way that the YouTube recommended video algorithm works, if you've got a bunch of people all watching the same videos, it starts recommending those videos to all of those people. Mm. And so this guy discovered this timestamp thing and he discovered also that once you'd clicked on a few of them, and you could get onto these just by clicking through normal videos, 
I think you started with like a bikini unboxing video mm. and then all of the sidebar was like weird stuff. And he clicks on that and soon not, you're getting recommended nothing but this stuff. Mm. And there's pedophiles like they're swapping the timestamps, but they're also swapping contact information and yeah. arranging stuff offline or off YouTube. But once you sort of went into this, you didn't get anything recommended to you but this stuff. Mm. Anyway, YouTube's solution, I think, is was to turn off comments on, like, any video that had children in it. I've seen a few channels. I, there's a channel I like called the japanchannel.com. It's a guy, in Jap- Aussie guy living in Japan who films, like, a f- karate stuff sometimes with kids. Yeah. And it, all of the comments on his all of his videos have been turned off, which he's mm-hmm. not too impressed about. But it's because they, they want to stop this thing. And also a bunch of advertisers pull their money. Yeah. Uh a bunch of YouTubers tried to get the guy that revealed this. Okay. Uh, they found that he had a YouTube channel where he'd done some like... Remember when like dumb, gross pranks was the big thing? Yes. He'd done one of those things. And they're like, oh, this guy's not so clean. He did like a dumb, gross, misogynistic prank channel. Right. It's like, all right. Still not. Doesn't really help the pedo thing. Yeah. Uh, also on YouTube, the... Ask Technica reports that, uh, that, you know, the YouTube kids thing that we've talked about. We've talked about Elsa Gate and things. Mm. Uh, people found a whole bunch of videos that had made it through the YouTube kids uh, protection thing where they try and keep the weird shit out. Uh, just like animation. But in the middle of it, a guy would walk onto the screen and tell kids how to uh, slit their wrists properly. Mm. <laughs> he walks out and says, sideways for attention, long ways for assaults. It's and then it cuts back to the cartoon. Stuff like that is really weird to me. Yeah. Like, what is your motivation? You must be pretty damaged. Um, if you are interested in doing something like that, maybe go speak to someone. That's. I mean, that's just. That's just trolling for to get the attention because no kid watching that knows what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We know what they're talking about. The kids don't know, so it's just to cause an outrage uh the other thing that came out there's a, a website called digital social contract who did some research uh someone did a report on alternative influence networks on youtube that is alt-right channels i found there was about 80 main ones that uh, posted a lot of uh alt-right stuff about feminism sjw's etc etc uh and it's that sort of thing where, you know, you'd go onto YouTube and you'd be like, oh, how do I make a delicious passata to improve my bolognese? And then it's like, would you like to become a Nazi? Mm. Ben Shapiro owns Jews in some rant or something. So this mob, uh, she identified 80 channels that were like sort of the main providers of this content. Uh, this mob, Digital Social Contract, uh, did a study. They sampled 3.6 million videos over the course of a month. And they found that uh, about 7.8% of them, or one in every 13, were recommended after you watched a video. Right. You'd watch just a video about anything, and it would say, do you want to join the alt-right? YouTube has gone ahead and changed their recommendation algorithm, and they found that after February 15, the number of alt-right videos dropped to about one in 250 Mm. being recommended. I'm still getting a few. Yeah, (laughs) same. I get. I'm mainly getting 
because I stopped watching TikTok videos as my New Year's resolution, which I'm sticking by. Cool. You're missing some good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm three months behind on memes. Yeah, you are. Definitely. I noticed that. But I'm not behind on... I must have watched like a bank robbery scene from a movie. Hmm. Now, all of Heat? My, was it Heat? That's got a good bank robbery scene. Uh, no, I, well, I did watch that the other day. Yeah. Because now he's been suggested all the other good ones. All I get is it worked out. I want to watch bank robbery scenes from movies. And so now I'm watching all the great ones. Yeah, that's good. Getting getting some ideas. If the Patreon doesn't work out. Point break? I've watched them all, mate. Dog Day Afternoon, that whole thing's a scene. You probably could watch the whole movie. Uh, I get a lot of rap videos and a lot of basketball highlights, which I am very happy about. I'm going to see what my recs are right now. What else is on the news? Well, Salty does that. Holy shit, Dr. Phil was on Joe Rogan? <laughs> I think um, Jonesy was back on Rogan. Right. Dr. Phil dissects Jussie Smollett's lying. I don't know who that is. Uh, Jussie Smollett was... Uh, on Empire? Yeah. So, was attacked, or allegedly attacked, and said it was some... Politically. Yeah, MAGA dudes who bloody threw bre- bleach on him and right. used racial slurs. Do you think fucking Dr. And Phil he... blazes up with Rogan? No, not at all. Not at all. No? Um, and then, then it turns out he, he didn't do it, or he might not have done it. It's still ambiguous at the moment. You he left probably out a sentence. It. What did I say? You left out the bit where he might have faked it. He might have faked it. Sorry. Yeah. So he says he got, he was on that show Empire. Right. So he comes out and says that he was attacked by these MAGA guys, and they poured bleach on him. Then it starts getting leaked from like the police department that he's done it himself, and that. Uh, He's paid a couple of like the extras from the show right. to do it. But then it's sort of ambiguous about whether that's what's actually happened. Because one of the, the bits of evidence is apparently that you wrote them a check. It's like reason for check. By, go by bleach to fake a racial attack. No, it was like personal training, right? Whatever it is, you, yeah. shouldn't, you shouldn't use a check to do it. No. But maybe he's given them a check for personal training. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, from what I see on Twitter, it's swung back around to maybe this famously racist police force hasn't quite gotten this one right. Um, yeah, but the alt-right, the Joneses of the world are just lapping it up saying, this is, uh, uh, look at this, yeah. kind of, you know, just the trash they normally do. Who better to weigh in than Dr. Phil? Yeah, yeah you want to get Dr. Phil on this one. So here's my, here's my first 10... Uh, rec- recommended YouTube videos when I just open up YouTube. Dr. Phil dissecting thingy on Joe Rogan. European chainsaw speed carving champions. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Slayer's Paul Bostaff plays his favorite drum parts. Steve Hughes talks about gays. Right. Uh, guy makes a big bowl out of plywood, which actually looks pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, can you see that one? Uh, Alex Jones goes off on Eddie Bravo. The Warhammer. The Whammer, Cyberpunk 2077-inspired build, which is like a prop cosplay building video. Okay. Uh, Jordan Peterson confronts Australian politician on gender. German word quiz with Christopher Waltz on Jimmy Fallon. And Wild Polar Bear tries to break in. Have you seen that video of the guy in the little glass cage? No, I'd like to, though. And the fucking fucking little... Look, he's like in this little glass thing. Oh, yeah. And a polar bear just fucking starts smashing it. It's insanely fucking intense. Um, my top one, incidentally, Joe Rogan and Dr. Phil. <laughs> right. My my next one after that top 10 is Immigrant Song Live by the Cybertronic Band, who okay. are all dressed up like Transformers. That's pretty cool. That's very on brand for you. Yeah. 
You've seen it before, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, other bit of social media news. Uh, Jacob Wall was thrown off Twitter. That's the, I was in a hipster cafe and I heard the libs talking about how much they love Trump guy. Yeah. He's also the guy that tried to set up Muller. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit came out about the Muller setup stuff that led to him being thrown off Twitter. Yeah. Uh, USA Today interviewed him and he basically, he did cop to making up all of the hipster cafe stuff. Oh, really? He's like... Finally, we know the truth. He's like, oh, it's sort of like the opposite of what I hear in hipster cafes, but I do it to rile them up. It's like, yeah, no, we got it. It yeah, wasn't, exactly. wasn't, wasn't really riling anyone. Uh, with the Muller stuff, where he had come out... Well, firstly, he'd set up this sort of elaborate house of mirrors <laughs> where there were all, all these emails going around and tricking journalists into thinking that uh, there was someone was going to accuse Muller of sexual harassment. Mm. And they actually researched it. And he's like, ha, 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 I tricked them all into doing their job of finding out whether something was true or not. And they all found out it wasn't true. And I was a laughing stock. But he's like, I wasn't really a laughing stock because that was all a trick to get everyone to come to the what that cooked press conference that he put on. Yeah. Where they were going to have the woman come out and she was the one who really had been sexually harassed. But it turned out she was just some woman that they'd paid. And now she's come out and said, oh, he was contacting me with all of these different identities and scammed me out of like $2,000. And eventually I worked out what the go was. And they asked Jacob Wall about that. He's like, oh, I can't talk about that because we've signed a non-disclosure agreement with her. Mm. And I asked her, what's this about a non-disclosure agreement? She's like, there's no non-disclosure agreement. So he does come out looking like he's lied a lot of, about a lot of things. And he also says he's going to spread a lot of misinformation on Twitter. Mm. I guess someone at Twitter was like, oh, see ya. No, he got, he got mostly done for having too many accounts. So yeah. He had a lot of accounts spreading with information. Right. Yeah. He had a bunch of fake accounts. So that's what they pinged him on, but someone's read this and been like, yep, all right, see you later. Mm. So that's Twitter. Yep. I think that's all of the social networks. Good. Uh, we'll get to your... Th- I know you're raring to go. I will just say that uh, it was Oscars... Oh, the whole Cohen thing. Yeah, I know you're, you're ready. Yeah, I'm standing up for the listener. Yeah. I'm standing up just because my, my buttocks were sore. Uh, but just before we get into that, uh, the Oscars were just on. We've talked before about the occult uh, symbology of the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Yep. But I thought I'd see if the, anyone was saying anything about that sort of stuff at the, these Oscars just past... Just this past week. Is it just all stuff about how Lady Gaga fucked Bradley Cooper on stage, basically? Did they? Everyone's going nuts about it. Right. They sung a song together in a movie, right? Yeah. Where they were like a romantic couple, I'm assuming. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Mm. So they performed together at the Oscars and they performed it basically in character. It was very, very like emotional. They were very close at the piano and it was like great performance. Everyone's just going, and his girlfriend was in the audience. Imagine how she felt. Yeah, I've watched. It's, like it's a fucking performance, you morons. <laughs> I reckon that does have to put us be difficult some at times for people. Yeah, but they've probably fucked in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this is just a performance at a piano where they were like really close because they were like two characters in the song. Mm. And like his ex-wife's come out and be like, "There's no way that he's not fucking her." Right. And it's like Jesus Christ, the world's gone crazy. Just fucking relax, everyone. Yeah. All right, let's get back to something normal. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, good takes, old here. I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, I'm just saying after that craziness, something that makes a bit more sense. Right. 
He said the world had gone crazy. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to restore his... Restore no his. one understands what a performance is. Yeah. yeah. This will give you your faith in the world's sanity. Okay. Uh, someone on Our Conspiracy was talking about how the CIA was tweeting about Black Panther, mm. which they were, uh, while the Black Panther bit of the Oscars was happening. Uh, the, C- the official CIA account tweeted about weird stuff about Wakanda. And vibranium, they're like, now vibranium's not real, but there are several Miriam minerals that have similar properties. Right. Check out the CIA fact book. What is the point of all that, doing that kind of a thing, if it's the CIA social media department? The CIA does feature heavily in the film Black Panther. Okay. The uh, hero of the film is a white CIA agent. Uh, so the hero of the film was Black Panther. Hmm. Well, it sounds like they should have called it White CIA. White CIA bloke. Yeah. Have you seen Black Panther? No. No. Well, you should check it out. It's pretty good. Academy I... Award nominations. Yeah. Ugh. Superhero movies. Yeah. Who needs them these days? There's too many. Yeah. I'm just fucking, fucking hanging out for Hellboy to come out April 12th. All right. Anyway, in Black Panther. Just got officially R rated. Going to be at IMAX? I'm sure it will be. Hmm. In Black Panther, there's a CIA agent. Yeah. People already You'll be overseas, won't you? Yeah, I'm going to try and see it maybe in Edinburgh. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm in Edinburgh the day it comes out. Okay. Are people already... So did that have an IMAX? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to get this out? Uh, yeah, yeah, get it out. This yeah. is a good bit as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that bit was also good. <laughs> uh, people already say that Black Panther's like CIA propaganda. Right. Okay. But uh, someone, this guy suggested that the reason they tweeted about Black Panther was not to teach people about vibranium, but as uh, SEO, search engine optimization. Yeah. So that when people search for the CIA and Black Panther, they would find these uh, amusing tweets... And they wouldn't find stuff about uh, the CIA trying to bring down the Black Panthers. Right. The mm. Black Panther Party, which they did. Mm. And it's quite well documented. Uh, it's documented. Mm. The, I think you might be thinking of COINTELPRO. Maybe. Which was the FBI's uh, scheme to bring down the Black Panthers and other leftist groups. Mm. The CIA also got involved. They called their uh, thing Operation Chaos. Okay. Right. With a K? No, just with the CH. That's a shame. Missed opportunity there. But still, the CIA, who are like, oh, we need to look into UFOs, but we've got to keep it a secret in case anyone finds out. And then, of course, everyone finds out and thinks it's sus. Years later, they're not like, oh, maybe we shouldn't call things Operation Chaos just in case people find out. Yeah. The most super villainy yeah. possible name for this. So Operation Chaos, they targeted the, the Black Panther Party. Uh, but specifically about whether there was like foreign influence, because that's their thing. Yeah. They're supposed to be dealing with stuff outside America. You're not jurisdicted on American soil, cowboy. That's what it is how I'd say if I was a, in a movie. Yeah. Uh, the other big group they targeted was a group called the American Deserters Committee, who were uh, Vietnam objectors, but they, were, they weren't draft dodgers like your mate Donald Trump. Mm. They were people who'd actually got into Vietnam and then they were like, oh, I don't know about this. Right. And then fucked off to Sweden. Okay. They'd fucked off to Sweden where a whole bunch of them became LaRouche people. Right. And we talked in our LaRouche episode the other day about the guy that had been brainwashed into a, becoming a Manchurian assassin. Mm. He was one of these deserter guys, and the theory was that in Sweden, with all of these deserters, that's where all the brainwashing was happening mm. to make it all of these assassins. Mm. Uh, I've started reading a book called Operation Chaos about this. 
Uh, it does mention that uh, in the big meeting where LaRouche revealed that all of this had happened, he was like, now we can take questions, but they have to be written down in case anyone has got trigger words that will set off their, assass- their secret assassin oh. powers. Wise. But to bring it all around, uh, a few years ago, the LaRouche people put out one of their intelligence review books called As London Launches Operation Chaos. Mm. Possibly to cover up their involvement in the original Operation Chaos. There you go. For SEO purposes. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like uh, Walt Disney and Frozen. Yes. There was also someone who gave the example of IBM and P-Tech. P-Tech? Uh, P-Tech was uh, like some weird technology company that apparently had some connection to 9-11. Mm. I think it did have some Saudi backers. Uh, but... Later on, IBM released uh, Pathways to Technology, which they called P-Tech. Ah. Anyway, um, Cohen, I know you well, go. No, but I think everyone's across it. Robbo was right. The bloody Russians. So Trump's lawyer has come out, ex-lawyer now. Um, uh, this is just happened in the last couple of days. His statement to the Senate hearing. Is it a Senate hearing? Some sort of Whatever it is. Some sort of hearing. Yeah, I don't know how that judicial system works. Uh, but he's come out and said... It was a government thing, right? Because there were GOP people asking questions. Yeah, and uh, AOC asked some questions as well. It must be some sort of in- inquiry. Um, so she, so he basically came out and said that um, Donald Trump gave him hush money for Stormy Daniels uh, while Donald Trump was president. While he was president, he was still involved in Moscow um, dealings. Uh, he knew 100% about Roger Stone and Julian Assange uh, getting the emails, the 33,000 emails. Uh, he knew all about Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting with the Russians. So all stuff that we just kind of knew was true, but now his lawyers come out and said it. Uh, one of the funny things was he said that he instructed uh, his lawyer, Michael Cohen, was to go to all of Donald Trump's educational institutions wherever he went to school and threaten them with lawsuits if they ever released his uh, grades. grades. <laughs> uh, which is funny because he used to talk a lot about Barack Obama's low grades uh, and then he's too scared for his own to come out. I think um, as part of the evidence that he's given, he's going to end up giving all his financial records. So a lot of them have been passed over as well. So taxes and all those kinds of things. Uh, I think... A lot of rubles in there, eh, Robbo? Uh, I think it's, it's going to be interesting. Probably Donald Trump is that great tweet about Donald Trump easily worming his way out of this one, which is, ooh, how's Donald Trump going to get his weasel's way out of this one? Donald Trump easily way, <laughs> weasels his way out of this one. Ah, uh, well, nevertheless. Nevertheless. Uh, yeah, so I, the full 20-page thing is really interesting, so have a read of it. Um, it's actually really, really interesting, and it's quite easy reading for a 20-page statement from a lawyer. Yeah? You yeah. found the 20 pages easy enough to get through? Yeah. Good on you. I'm proud of you, mate. What's this? You might find it a little harder to get through some of these. Ah. We're doing an unboxing now. We're doing an unboxing video. <laughs> Probably more suited to, to film, but we'll do it on, we'll do it on yeah. thing. Fine. Thought I'd make some room there, Cam. You can put it on the table, mate. All right. Oh, this is well boxed. Uh, Do we so, say who this is from? Yeah, this is from Riley. Thank you, Riley. Thanks, Riley. Uh, Riley has sent us some stuff, some books. I don't know if we'll say why they have all these books, but maybe if we don't say why they have all the books, it'll make Riley seem weirder. 
We won't say why because I didn't ask. Why weirder than what? Weirder than you? What? Weirder than what? us <laughs> who have all these probably no, books already. No, 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 no. Because they have a legitimate reason to have collected all of these books. Let him struggle with it, Robbo. No. Give me a knife. Uh, you know, <laughs> <not looking laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I really want to know the legitimate reason now. Well, I'll tell you afterwards because I didn't ask whether it was okay to say what it was. Let's just say that it's okay that they had all these cooked books. See that stapler box up there, Robbo, on top of there, over there? No, no, look where I'm pointing. Mate, that's all right. I worked it There's out. There's a knife up there. I got it. I got it. Got it. Eric, he's got it. There's a knife up there, mate. Nah, that's all right. He's got it. Uh, they've sent us. Can you pass them around and we can all read one? Yeah. There you go. That's for you. All right. Thank you. I I'll give it. A oh, we've summary. got multiple copies of these. Oh. We can each have one. Oh wow. Why do we have multiple copies of? Is this this isn't his book or her book? Is it? No. No. This it's is by Mary Mary W. Maxwell. This is fraud upon the court, reclaiming the law joyfully. That's fun. This one is Deliverance. A Royal Commission and Pizzagate reveals society's hidden controllers. Pizzagate? By Mary W. Maxwell. Oh, same person. Oh, yeah. These are all by Mary Maxwell. Okay, we should stop reading the author. Uh, I've got Prosecution for Treason. What we, the people, can do about high crimes and misdemeanors, uh, which I believe will cover treason, the IMF, uh, commies, Mars is not Venus, well, we knew that Mars is not Venus. Yeah, yeah everyone knew that. Well, blokes come from one and women come from the other one. Uh, putting JFK to rest. A covert's legal. Judicial conference. I don't know about the uh, emphasis on the word judicial. This, uh, this one, the deliverance one on the back says, Deliverance means deliverance from the fate we had apparently been slated for. Some combination of Brave New World 1984 and Doctor Strange Love. Deliverance means we can start to connect to one another again and plan our future with trust. Wow. This actually says wow on the blurb. Wow, okay. It's not a quote, it's it's the blurb. blurb. <laughs> this one's called you can mo- put wow in my blurb for my <laughs> yeah. book. This is Here's called- heaps of beers. Wow. <laughs> Moral inertia, ideas on social action. This one looks so much classier than all of the other ones. This one's older. It's got a hardcover. Hmm. So a little bit about Mary Maxwell, you, while you just unpack that one. Yeah. Uh, she has lived most of her adult life in Australia, but ran for US Congress from New Hampshire in 2006. Right. There you go. This one was printed in 1991 by the University of Colorado Press. Right. Or University Press of Colorado. I wonder if that's associated with the University of Colorado. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Does have a chapter called The Genetics of Racism. Hmm. Cool. What's next? Oh, we've got a. There's a bunch more. This oh. one. <laughs> Inquest siege in Sydney. This one is Mary uh, Mary Maxwell of Adelaide attended the Lint Cafe Inquest and the trial of Amira Droudus. Is that the guy's my wife? Maybe. In Sydney during t- 2016. In this book, she gives reportage, analysis, and opinion. She is the author of two other books on terrorism, Marathon Bombing, Indicting the Players, and Port Arthur, Enough is Enough. She's also got this one about terrorism, which is called Truth in Journalism. Right. How should journalists deal with the phenomenon known as, inverted commas, terrorism? Uh, it covers uh, September 11. There's the one that you were just talking about in Australia, uh, right up until France in 2015. There's a chapter, um, We Are All Aborigines Now. 
Uh, this one is called Human Evolution, a Philosophical Anthropology, and it's another classy looking one. It was printed in 1984, uh, or it's from 1984, and it's cloth-bound editions of Columbia University. I feel like there might have been sort of a downward trend in the classiness of these books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeez, there's more. One more? Uh, there's a few more. A few more. Hang on, let's pull them out. There's a few, there's a few quite thin ones. Ah. Do you reckon the thin ones are going to be super classy, or are these going to be the bottom of the barrel? Yeah, I don't know. That one looks like it's just photocopied. Right. Publishers are just dropping off like flies. There's two more. We've got an inquest for each of us. Cool. Uh, and these thin ones are all moot court trial for Martin Bryant. Oh. Four acts. Oh, great. Is each one of those an act, or are they all four acts in each one? Uh, I think this might be the same thing. First performed March 2017 as part of the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Oh. Yeah, good call doing that at the Adelaide Fringe Festival, maybe not the Hobart Fringe Festival. <laughs> at the time announced for show to begin, Martin pops out in front of Curtain. But this is not yet Act 1. Note italics mean accent, certain syllables, or slow down. Bryant. Hi, it's me. It's me, Martin. Today is December 1st. I'm 29. You may have heard that I've been at Risden Prison for the last seven months. I'm not allowed to speak to anyone, but I am dying to tell people that I wasn't at Port Arthur that day. Honest. The last time I set foot... Arthur. Sorry. In the Broad Arrow Cafe was a few years back. You have to pay admission to go in there. It's a national park. Wow. Um, I just want to make a note in the back of this. There's a, a note on costumes for anyone else that wants to put on this play. Uh, at the Adelaide 2017 fringe production of this play, there were no costumes. Naked people? <laughs> uh, except that the three lawyers dressed more or less up, in right. quotation marks. Anna's dress or jacket should be dark to hide the cord attached to the lapel mic. The actor who played Martin Bryant made a last-minute decision to wear a blonde wig. He was in T-shirt and jeans. Right. I would say if you're trying to capture the character of Martin Bryant, a blonde wig would be your first thing you'd go get. You'd want to get a, at least a blonde man or a, yeah. a blonde, blonde wig. This has got uh, annotations on it. Just FYI also, a note on microphones. In a small venue, no mics are needed. But if performed on stage, Martin and Anna need lapel mics. Others can use handheld mics or witness box. Our witness box was really a lectern with a mic holder built into it. Ah, oh, a little, little bit of trickery, behind-the-scenes trickery. Hey, can I make a note on anyone organising an event? Yeah. If you don't think you need a mic, oh, this room's small enough, the acoustics are going to be good. Get a mic. Just get a mic. This is book launch woes. No, I had to do a series of bloody beer things. And I got them like, oh, we didn't think we needed a mic, the room's quite small. It's me, Rubbo, I've got a booming voice. <laughs> oh, God. Famously. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you something that I yelled out that was quite embarrassing uh, in order to get people's attention, but I'm not going to now because you just made fun of me before I was able to make fun of myself. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, too late. Romo, please, give me Uh, a Listener, if next time you see me, I'll tell you and don't tell Cam. I'll tell Salty later on. You you can tell me. Nah. All right. We don't... Oh, thank you so much, Riley, by the way. This is fun. I'm going to... I'm probably going to read through some of these. Yeah, I'm curious as to what happened between human evolution... Moral and moral inertia and inquest siege in Sydney and the one where terrorism is in quotes. Yeah, I think this is going to be my go-to. Um, the law happiness one seemed pretty fun. Fraud upon the court reclaiming law joyfully. 
because it seems such an unjoyful book. Mm. Um, but part one is happiness. Is happiness is ellipsis the law, Ooh. which it isn't. I don't know if Mary Bloody Maxwell knows the law or not, but it's not. Well, you know what though? I have been. I was walking down uh, Rundle Mall in Adelaide one day, and a uh, street a street performer or homeless man or yep. someone come up to me and was like, "Hey, hey, hey! You've just walked into a smile zone and you weren't smiling. That's a dollar fine." And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? And he goes, you get a sticker. And I was like, yeah, all right. Go yeah. buck. Got a little smiley sticker. All right. I was like, fuck yeah. I was doing something wrong in a zone that was fucking allocated for smiling. Yeah. And I clearly wasn't. Yeah. They've pulled me up on it. So in that little area, happiness uh, is the law. This guy better cut back on it though. Because if he, if he gives too many sp- uh, stickers out yeah. and then other people see them start smiling... People, they're going to walk through the zone not smiling and he's going to go broke. Then his job's done. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. He might not be in it for the money. Uh, all right. Thanks, boys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Riley. Bye. Bye.